I want to just um, kind of draw our attention this morning. By the way, if you don't have something to write with, you for sure are going to want to take some notes uh, in this session. I, I really uh, take the fact that we are winding down what probably will go down in history is, if not the worst year in history, one of the worst years and, and hopefully will be the worst year that those of us that are alive today um, will ever see. And yet, I believe in my spirit of optimism and my business experience that results are created with a plan, strategy, and uh, consistency of focus on that plan. And I do believe that there is still time to make this year um, productive and have it pay off well. Uh, and so I, I really want to encourage you to um, continue to fight the good fight before the end of the year. Um, I, I, the reason that we're really kicking off the last two months of the year with this program is because I wanted to be able to give you um, the three insights on why uh, doctors and why customers in general don't buy. And I think it's really important that we know, you know, what these three things are. They really getting this uh, revelation, this understanding has really made a big difference in so many of my clients and, and my, uh, the, the folks, the sales teams that I have worked with over the years. When you have an understanding of these three reasons that customers or people in general don't buy, you can build your presentation in a way that prevents these three uh, challenges that almost always shut down um, a customer from enjoying the benefits of your service and your products. So let's begin today talking about um, how we evaluate um, uh, effectiveness. We said so the definition of effectiveness is the by which um, something is successful or producing a desired result. And uh, I'm sure that every single person here today is clear that as a sales representative, as a sales manager, as a sales ex executive, that our focus and our attention really and, and the value that we bring is one that is uh, a, a way of bringing our customers to enjoy and uh, experience the benefit of all that we have to offer through our offering. So um, I always think that seminars are a great opportunity to really step back and look at how we're working on the business because so often we are busy working in the business. So, um, every single one of us is in sales, even though you may not formally have a sales representative in your title, we all have to sell our ideas and uh, influence others to our way of thinking in powerful ways, both in our personal as well as in our professional life. So, um, all right, let me launch this poll and I'm interested in how you evaluate. Now, here are the instructions for this poll. I really want you to read all of the options I select the three options that you personally use. So I want you to pick three. All right, well, go ahead and you can see that the first and most obvious way of evaluating uh, measuring effectiveness is through the sales result that you create. But in some cases, effectiveness, selling effectiveness is measured through profit or maybe through your personal income. That's what we're referring to there, not company income, but personal income. In some cases, uh, you may consider 
evaluating your effectiveness through the consistency of driving results? And if so, I want you to select that one of your top three. Maybe you're the type of individual that for you, um, certainly moving the needle on sales is important, but one of the also most important areas is the recognition that you achieve. Um, or maybe even the status, the role, the recognition of you being number one or being able to say that you were in the top 5% uh, of companies uh, or sales groups that you've worked with. So we've got um, just about 20 more seconds. If you haven't selected three ways of evaluating and measuring your effectiveness, your selling effectiveness, I'd like you to do that. We're right at about 66% of those of you have voted. So please, uh, very quickly, pick your three options. This will be an interesting um, poll to hear how do you measure your own selling effectiveness? Yes, John, thank you. Customer experience definition uh, is customer, satis oh, uh, customer satisfaction or customer referral. Yeah, I, I think they obviously go together. Just overall, the customer's experience, what is that? If a customer were asked to rate you a, on a scale, your, your service, your effectiveness on a scale of one to 10, 10 being exceedingly exceptional, um, what would that be? So I, I was really going for the whole customer experience here. All right, guys, we are right at, um, right at two minutes and 30 seconds. So I'm gonna end the poll. We have a good showing, thank you for that. And let me share these results. Um, hopefully you can see this uh, and I can't see it on my screen as to what you can see, but hopefully you can see that our 60, uh, sorry, 92% of our uh, audience here has selected growth as the primary measure that you use to evaluate your selling effectiveness. Very interesting. And then second in line are sales. And then the third highest, and this is why I wanted to give you an opportunity to vote three times, is your customer loyalty. So I find that really, really fascinating. Um, what I'd like all of you to do, because you seem to be in a fairly high unanimous agreement that growth is key and critical, um, to the degree that you have control over that growth through your selling effectiveness, I'd like you all to type in the chat box, what is the one thing that you do to drive the growth of your territory? What is the one thing that you do to drive the growth of your territory? And type that in the chat. If you want, you can type it. Um, you can type it for everyone to see. What is the one thing that you do to drive the growth? Yeah, so it's uh, Pina, or Lena, thank you, to build relationships. Um, Vicky, it's to seek out new customers. Excellent. That's, uh, that's one. Also, uh, Devorah, you say new customers ask for referral, Sophia. Yep, absolutely. John, um, yeah, that's fantastic, John, to, to introduce new and different products to existing customers. So really what we call customer um, acceleration or customer cultivation, cultivating the use of their uh, exposure and involvement with uh, more of your products. Louis, getting new customers. Diane says, focusing on activities that will bring sales. Yes, exactly. So it isn't perhaps any one particular thing, but it's a variety of activities that are, are focused in on sales. Well, I'd like to offer um, three ways in which you can 
um, determine or measure your own selling effectiveness. And the first, and to you and to me as your coach, the most important way of you evaluating your uh, selling effectiveness is that your needs are being met. Well, because at the end of the day, unless you are getting what you need and you want and you expect from your results, um, you know, it's kind of like being on the airplane, unless you're taking care of yourself with the oxygen masks, you're not going to be in any position to be able to take care of uh, your customers or your company. So um, I, I really want you to think about, just take a moment as we are ending this year, this is a, this is a time I wanted to create a, at least a bit of a pause for reflection. Are your needs being met by your results that you have achieved? Let's just think about this year. Now, there's a lot of reasons that our brains will tell us that, you know, this year's a wash. We are not responsible for uh, whatever happened this year, and we can't use this year as a judge. But here's what I want to say as your coach. If you can achieve a level of satisfaction or maybe even exceed what your expectations were given this pandemic at really being able to get what you needed out of this year in all of the ways in which you measure your effectiveness, if you've been able to carve that out for yourself, I want to say, well done. Well done and congratulations. If, as you began thinking about effectiveness and how you evaluate that effectiveness, if you saw some of the items on that poll that you feel you would have liked to have had a different experience, the, and perhaps the results to be a little different, a little higher, a little better, for you to really be settled into a comfort in saying, yes, I am getting what I need. My needs are being met um, in this territory, with this company, in this experience, even in the midst of the circumstances that I cannot control around me. Um, then I, I just want you to notice that. And I want you to really spend a little bit of time after this session is over. And I want you to think about what would you need to do or what results would you need to achieve in order for you to be a 10 out of 10 that your needs are being satisfied uh, in this current uh, responsibility that you are in, in this current role. Next, how you measure your selling effectiveness is in that your company needs are met. Obviously, you are one of the fortunate, in many cases in our industry, few who are currently involved with a company, or maybe even you're not. Uh, but if you are, um, this employment is a value proposition, right? And we never want to forget that. You are being paid to establish and to provide a certain level of value contribution to your company in exchange for the compensation that you receive. That's easy math. My question to you is, as you think about the value contribution that you have been able to sustain for the last three quarters, as you look over your shoulder at your performance, have you been able to meet the company's value expectation in performance that has been assigned to you called a sales goal. Now, again, 
it's so easy for us to want our brains to want to let us off the hook or offer excuses as to how this has been the worst year ever. But I can tell you um, that there are many individuals and perhaps even you know individuals within your own company who were able to take the same scenario, the same global uh, crisis that we are going through, and they have been able to figure out how to make the value formula work. They've been able to deliver the expectations um, that have been assigned to them through their sales goal. If you have not been able to achieve the threshold that your company has asked of you through your sales goal, then I really want you to notice that not in a way that's condemning or in a way that should create any, um, you know, negative emotions. I want you to look at it at, in a neutral factual way, but I want you to look at it because as a business unit manager, as a sales executive, if you consider your territory, your company, which if you don't, I want you to invite you to think of, of it in that way. I really want you to understand what worked and what didn't work in the last three quarters of this year. And I would love to partner with you to identify and figure out what it's going to take over the next two months in order for you to exponentially accelerate your value contribution, your, your uh, sales results in a way that can perhaps make up for the lost time that so many factors were working against you. I want you to think about that. So another way to measure uh, your selling effectiveness is, are you achieving the sales goals and expectations that your company has put upon you? That those goals are very much a part of the uh, value formula that the company managers have identified. Uh, they're just not random numbers that feel like, you know, they are asking high in hopes that you hit partway. Um, these are strategic numbers that are consistent with the growth expectations of the organization. And how you know that that there perhaps is an opportunity for your territory or your strategic growth would be by looking at some of your colleagues who work for the same company with the same growth expectations and the same products and similar customers, and they are able to make that math work. If that is not you, again, I want you to really notice that, and I'm going to make you an offer in a few minutes that I, I would love to, um, to help you out with that. All right. And last, the way to measure your selling effectiveness is knowing if your customer needs are met. This very web workshop is about helping you gain a deeper understanding of what the customer expectations are. Specifically, those of us, most of us, our interests and our focus are on dental clinicians. And <clears throat> I'm happy to share with you my 20 plus years of intense um, experience and expertise in understanding what the buying expectations are of uh, dental professionals because A, I am one and B, I've dedicated my entire career to this industry and in really understanding how we as the business side of dentistry can do a much better job at leveling up to meet the needs of um, dental professionals. So, um, how can you evaluate whether you are meeting your customer needs? It's very simple. It's, it's when you invite your current and prospective customers to enjoy the benefits of all that you offer uniquely as you as a representative, all that 
extra top spin as a tennis player, I love to call it, that you uniquely provide. And, you know, looking at some of the names of the people on this class, I just smile inside because many of you are just, I'm so um, honored to have you in this industry because you add such amazing topspin in the dedication and the commitment and the creative contribution that you make. This industry could not be as great as it is if you weren't a part of it. Um, and I want you to, to celebrate that. I also want you to continue to stay looking ahead, looking in a fresh way. And, and obviously by your involvement in this class, you're looking for new ideas to do just that. So um, thank you for being here. But how we know in a very specific way that our customer needs are, were not met in our interactions is when we were ineffective in our ability to be able to um, have our customers agree, come to an agreement with us that they are going to try that new product or service that we have prescriptively presented and recommended to them. When we don't get a yes, that is always a clear indication that something in the customer's perception and reality is was not being satisfied and that's where we're about to turn our attention is in when they don't buy you know we spend so much time looking at how do i get customers to buy i wanted to take a pause now and share with you the three main reasons why customers don't buy all right so um here's the thing if you don't know how many times that you have made an offer to a doctor and they have accepted or not accepted. In other words, the selling effectiveness tracker that I'm offering to you here, and all you have to do is jump onto that link and um, sign up for it. Uh, and we'll send that to you in the next day. I apologize. I hope to have it ready for today, but it's not ready because um, I've four drafts in and I'm still not satisfied with the aesthetics of it. But nevertheless, you'll get it. So make sure you sign up. Um, what I want you to know and in, in, in how you are clear on whether your customer expectations are met, whether your expectations are met and whether your company expectations are met. The company expectations, you know that because you know where you fall in um, uh, you know, your, your goal status. But the other two areas are a little bit more nebulous. One of the best ways for you to determine, um, I'm gonna jump up here for a second, for you to determine um, whether or not you met your customer needs, as I said, is the times that you made an offer and the times that that offer was accepted. That boils down to a simple formula called your offer to order ratio. Now, I wanna be clear on what I mean by an offer. An offer is not you asking a dental assistant to reorder a product. That's not an offer. We're, gonna, we're going to make this just a little um, more interesting and maybe even you would call it a little tougher. But the reason is what we want is we want you to have the data on your true selling effectiveness. And how you'll know that is based on the number of times that you have conducted a clinician consult or a sales presentation. You know, uh, if you've been with me long enough, you know that I don't really love the name sales presentation because it assumes that you are there to sell something. And I really prefer that you use your technical expertise to engage in a conversation with a clinician to explore whether or not there are opportunities for improvement by which your products and services can satisfy or improve or up-level their patient care, their procedures, 
for their practice, right? So um, when you make an offer, an offer is to a qualified current or prospective customer, a clinician, someone, even an office manager can be a prospective um, buyer, somebody who has the authority to be able to order a product that has never been ordered before. That's the language or that is the parameters that I want you as the five percenters, as the industry insiders, that's what I want you to use as your definition of making an offer. That is the times where you have had a clinician consult or a conversation with a qualified individual who can make place an order or agree to an order, authorize an order for a product that has never been purchased before. Okay.